0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Modern technology can change lives. One example is the wave of adoptees now able to locate long-lost parents and siblings. Sometimes the reunions are joyful. Other times, not so much.
1: Every day, these kits are revealing secrets that families never thought would see the light of day. A hundred million Americans have adoption in their immediate families.
0: Then, growing up today as a teenage girl is fraught with challenges, including social media exposure and the effect it has on young women.
1: Right now, social media is the place where girls are spending eight or more hours each day. And so the influence cannot be overstated.
0: Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. DNA tests and online genealogy now allow adopted offspring to track down long-lost parents and siblings. The results of those reunions can be unpredictable. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy?
2: Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Julia brewer Daly. She's the author of No Names to be Given, which is based on her personal story of being born into a maternity home in the South during the 1960s. And she's here to talk about a trend of genealogy websites and at-home DNA testing, which is allowing people to find long-lost relatives. Julia, tell us a bit about the technological advances that have made all of this possible, and what is the most common revelation from those consumer DNA test results?
1: These DNA result tests are amazing because so many people are gifting them for birthdays and holidays. And I don't know if they realize the ramifications that can come from those. The common revelation is that many are finding that the father they thought was their biological father is not that's the most common that we hear and every day these kits are revealing secrets that families never thought would see the light of day let's
2: get to your own personal story in this that made you kind of an expert what happened in your case
1: well, I was given up for adoption at a maternity home hospital in New Orleans back in the 50s. Back then, all records were closed, and not many states today have open record records. I believe that when I reach 21, I would be able to open those records, but that is not the case. However, in Louisiana, there was still a Napoleonic law on the books that said an adopted child can inherit from their natural parents. Well, you can't inherit from someone that you don't know. So the Bureau of Records, with that loophole opened the records for me and i received my original birth certificate and the original birth certificates are changed in adoption and you get a new birth certificate once you're adopted and that reflects that your adoptive parents were the ones who gave birth to you so you never see that original birth certificate and when i found mine my birth mother's address was on that birth certificate and I contacted my birth grandmother who was actually still living at that address. And I asked her if her daughter had given birth to a baby and given her up for adoption. And she said, absolutely not. And I knew that I had touched a nerve with somebody and they were still keeping that secret. And I just told her that if she would give my phone number to her daughter, if she wanted to call me, that would be great. And she did, and it was a very good experience. I got to know her. I got to know health records that were not left with me, and it turned out to be a good experience. Now, that's not the case for everybody, and I think that anyone going into the search process has to be prepared that it might not be a good situation. There are still secrets out there. My birth mother had told her husband about me but had not told her sons, and so that was quite a revelation to them.
2: Our guest on InfoTrack is Julia brewer Daly. She is one of the people who was adopted as a child and has tracked down her biological family. And we're discussing the technology that's allowing that to happen and also all of the emotional landmines that may be attached. How common is this of people searching for birth parents? Is it something that is happening more often today?
1: Well, I think because of the DNA results, a lot of people are finding family that they never even searched for. A small percentage of adoptees actually do a complete search and find their birth parents. Many are not interested. And I did not search because I had a bad situation with my adoptive parents. They are my parents and I had a wonderful childhood. I was just really curious about health records because every time I would go to a doctor's office, they would say, do you have cancer in your family? Do you have diabetes or heart issues? And I would have to say, I don't know because I'm adopted, and they would have to start from scratch.
2: You kind of touched on this. What are the dynamics like for your newfound family versus your original family? Because some people want a close relationship with that biological family, others may not.
1: That's true, and I think it varies. It's probably a different story for every adoptee, but it's very interesting to get to know the birth family, and to see someone who looks exactly like you is very interesting. But those aren't the people who brought you up and who took care of all of your needs as a child, and you're bonded to your adoptive parents. So a lot of times it's just a friendship. The parent-child relationship has really been lost.
2: And I'm sure it's also very different for the person searching versus the person being sought because this, in some cases, obviously opens some very deep emotional wounds from long ago that they kind of thought were dead and buried.
1: That's exactly true. And if you give up a child, there's a reason for that. And a lot of people don't want to be found. Years ago, unwed mothers were forced to give their babies up for adoption, but finding them may not always be in the best thing for the adoptee or for the families who are found.
2: What are the effects on the adoptive parents who raised the child when that child tracks down their biological parents? Because that has to be complicated as well.
1: Well, it is. And my adoptive parents were very supportive and they knew that I loved them and that I thought of them as my parents. So, you know, they were supportive of me. I'm sure that, you know, they had to feel fearful that I would find a situation that would not be in my best benefit. So I'm sure they worried and they just kept that to themselves. I'm curious
2: whether you think this will be less common in future generations. What I mean by that is, are there fewer adoption cases today than in the 1950s and 60s when unwed mothers were more likely to place children up for adoption?
1: Absolutely. Women today have many more options. And back in the 30s through the 50s, 60s, birth control was not readily available, certainly not abortion, and that's why a lot of infants were put put up for adoption. And about 135,000 children are adopted in the U.S. every year. And 100 million Americans have adoption in their immediate family. So there still is adoption happening. It's just not always the infants. My own daughter had two birth children and adopted four older children. So I, I really want this book to call attention to the hundreds of thousands of children who are in foster care. And older children really need to be given a chance to have a family.
2: So for someone who might be thinking of embarking on this journey, what advice would you offer?
1: Well, I would advise anyone who wants to conduct a search to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. The best case scenario is that the family member will want to get to know you. The worst case is that you're rejected, and that hurts. But there's a significant reason that a mother relinquishes a child for adoption. And unless they're open records, those situations may stay buried and maybe for reasons that you'll never know.
2: You can learn more about Julia and her book, No Names to be Given, at JuliaDaily.com. Julia Brewer-Daily, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, the challenges faced by teen girls today
0: that story straight ahead there's more info track coming up stay tuned